the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, where we discuss all things crypto-related. Your host, Kieran Ryan. Should cryptos and blockchain be introduced as a subject at schools? Well, that's already been done in many parts of the world, including South Africa. Do you want to understand what is the metaverse? And is this, in fact, something you should be paying attention to? And if you do choose an education in cryptos and blockchain, what are your career prospects? That's pretty up and down, just like crypto prices, it seems. More than 30,000 layoffs have been reported as of the last few months in the crypto space. But companies are hiring again now that crypto prices are rallying. But is there a way to get an education in crypto, encryption, and blockchain in South Africa? Well, it turns out that there is. Centennial Schools, based in Santon, Johannesburg, recently introduced a 10-module course on cryptos and blockchain. The course also delves into financial and digital literacy. That course is run by a company called CoinEd, which offers education in cryptos and blockchain to companies and schools. And we're joined by the co-founder of CoinEd, Kriyan Singh. Welcome, Kriyan. Thank you, Kiran. Welcome. Okay. Is there much interest from students at school going age for learning about cryptos and blockchain? I would imagine that there is because this is something people maybe are a little bit mesmerized by the kind of opportunities and the opportunities particularly for getting wealthy from cryptos. So what's the response been like? It's interesting that you say the opportunities about getting wealthy. In recent years, we've had tremendous growth in the interest from schools about this topic. And it's because we're having conversations with teachers who say that students come to them and ask questions about crypto that they cannot necessarily answer. Similarly, schools are also talking about this with parents and parents are asking the schools, how are you dealing with this topic and this, this education for my children? So yes, the growth has been incredible in or the interest in what we do. And what we focus on is not necessarily the trading aspect. Yes, that is an aspect of the technology, but what we want to introduce students to and children is that this has a potential to affect their career and the, the way they live their lives and um, financial decisions as well. So we take the angle of financial literacy and digital safety as a company, CoinEd, um, the curriculum that we integrate into schools. But it's not only about doing this at schools. We also deal with uh, students of all ages. And the information that we talk about is relevant to all ages. It's just that we go beyond what media hype talks about. And we introduce it in a way that shows people it's more than just the monetary aspect. What are your career prospects like once you've finished the, this education? I, I would imagine, and this was the, maybe a preconceived idea that I had, when you do a course like this, you've got to understand coding and you've got to understand something about encryption and the blockchain itself. Maybe I'm wrong because, you know, the blockchains, you know, there's white papers out there. there a lot of them are cut and paste. You can modify mm -hmm. them quite easily. And there's even tutorials on how you do that on YouTube. So at what level does a person graduate once he's finished your course? So let me just clarify that. Yes, if you want to become a blockchain developer, you do need to have some skills in software development. But this technology is relevant to all industries. You don't need to be tech savvy to start thinking about the opportunities that it presents in your chosen career path. You could be wanting to do a degree in healthcare in engineering, in logistics, there are applications for this technology across the board. Now, what we try to teach our students is to look for those opportunities and 
apply the skills that they've learned in their chosen career path. So once students go through our course, we're not necessarily graduating them in the technology, we're broadening their understanding of it so that it is applicable in their chosen career path. Interesting, you mentioned healthcare, you mentioned finance. There's a whole range of sectors, virtually every sector is looking at blockchain in some way, right? So, you know, a person said, you know, I actually want a career as an educator. Is there room there for blockchain? Yes, for sure. Uh, you know, one of the projects that I actually worked on in my career as um, involved in the industry is looking at anchoring academic certificates to blockchains. And the purpose of this is to prove that an academic certificate was, or rather a qualification, was achieved by a graduate, was issued by an institution, and that it can be proven forever. You obviously and thought about this, given the circumstances in South Africa, so many no, fake course, degrees going exactly. on, right? Exactly. So we tried to implement this a number of years back, but the unfortunate thing is that the education industry itself is a bit slow to, to implement new technologies. So we parked that idea for the time being, and in recent years, we're starting to see it be applied in higher institutions and things like that at the moment. So yes, there are applications as a technology in that industry, but as an educator, we're also starting to see a lot more teachers, especially in the IT field or business sciences, talking about cryptocurrencies and blockchains and how it can affect a child's career and a child's path going forward. I see one of the subjects that you cover is how to detect a scam. Yes. That's quite a useful one. Yes. The reason we implemented that is because, as you know, the crypto industry is rife with scams. And it's very unfortunate that it's being done in the name of cryptocurrencies because scams are prevalent across every industry. But because there is the allure of high returns for very little efforts, we feel that it is very necessary to help people identify the telltale signs of what a scam looks like, especially in the crypto industry, because there are certain narratives that are talked about. There are certain telltale signs that, that are very particular to crypto. And when you look at a student, for example, that is still in school, their exposure to the crypto industry is very much through social media. And the accounts that they look at are those that are flashing watches, Lamborghinis, you know, lifestyles that are just absurd to most of us. But that is their exposure. So their expectation is that if they invest in crypto, they are going to make it big. We try and temper that understanding of crypto to say that, you know, there are risks involved in it. Yes, you can make money, but you can also lose money very quickly. And despite all of the risks, there is a technology behind the, the asset class that people that most people talk about. And that technology is applicable to so many different things beyond just trading. Give us a little bit about your background. How did you get into cryptos and how long you've been in it? That's an interesting story because I got involved in the crypto industry many years ago, but my story is not necessarily unique. I think that a lot of people have actually gone through the similar aspects of losing money, um, being exposed to scams and things like that. So when I started in the industry, it was basically when Bitcoin was becoming a thing. And I took one of my very first paychecks and bought Bitcoin. 
I was trading locally in on the South African exchanges and liquidity was horrible. Basically, it, it was very difficult to actually catch movements as you needed to. You're talking about so buying, uh, buying, Bitcoin. buying and selling Bitcoin. Yeah. 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 And at that moment, I decided, let me move my funds overseas. And I did pretty well. Within a week, I think I increased my value by, by about 10%. But after that week, I woke up at around two o'clock in the morning with my phone vibrating nonstop looked at my phone and I was just getting endless messages of money being withdrawn from my account. And at that point in time, it was a first paycheck. It hurts. Yes. Um, you know, I was quite depressed about it, but that was a learning experience for me. Money was being withdrawn. Yeah. Let me clarify that. It was actually Bitcoin that was being withdrawn from my crypto wallet. Somebody, somebody had hacked it. Someone had, ha had hacked my account. Wow. And it was at a time where security was not talked about. Exchanges didn't really promote the aspects of security that you could have implemented to protect your funds. So I naturally was new to the industry. I had not set up my two-factor authentication. So basically the only thing protecting my account was my password. You know, I, I used quite strong passwords despite that being quite a while ago. And even, even so, my funds were hacked. So lost everything. Yes, I lost everything. Call it call it a paycheck. And <laughs> the sad reality is that paycheck is worth a hell of a lot of money today. So it is school fees. It doesn't hurt because I've learned from that. And at that moment, I decided that education was actually key in the industry. And I resolved to start CoinEd and start educating. At the time, it was corporates and individuals. And we've since moved down to uh, school level, and those are our primary markets actually, our corporates, our individuals, and our school levels. And going back to what I mentioned earlier, what we do is not necessarily about cryptocurrencies and blockchains only now. It is also about financial literacy and digital safety, because those aspects are so key in this industry, let alone in life in general. I mean, people listening to this, you know, might be interested in a career in cryptos and blockchain. They might think, you know, well, I've got to learn how to code. Is that true? No, it's not. That That is just one aspect. And, you know, to, to, to give you an analogy around this, there are very few careers that specialize in the Internet as a technology. But we use the Internet across almost every industry, banking, uh, logistics, healthcare, etc., so when we start, when someone learns about cryptos and blockchains, we hope that they can identify the use cases for that technology in their industry. And, you know, we're not even talking about future industries here that haven't necessarily been created yet. So, you know, that's a whole other can of worms. But now if we look back in the past few years, they, I think I'm not sure exactly what year it was, but growth of skills in the blockchain industry was the highest amongst all skill levels. It's probably been superseded by AI right now. Um, but, yeah. you know, again, another story. But and as you mentioned earlier, there's been a number of layoffs in the industry, but that has not stopped the industry at all there is still a need for those skills. And the sad reality is it very much is cyclic according to the price at the moment. But over time, we're gonna start seeing that these cycles probably start flattening out. The skills will remain 
in and be applied in various different industries. Yes, I saw you do get these notices coming out uh, and you know in the, in, from the crypto press so many layoffs and of course last year was a, was a horror show uh, and that, that's why you had but now you're starting to see they're employing again and not massively but they are employing I think we're perhaps people are sensing you know we're at the start of a bull market um, so the, the, the employment cycle tends to follow the price cycle it seems in the crypto space I wanted to ask you do you have a background in IT or what is your your training formerly I'm a mechanical engineer and I did computer studies at school, but I didn't pursue that further into university. And since doing engineering, the reason I quit my career as an engineer was because I wanted to focus on something that was more disruptive to society and solving many needs. And one of the things I believe that we do need to solve is access to finance. Money is one of the ultimate uh, needs of humanity. So. Going into the crypto industry allowed me to innovate a lot more than I did as an engineer. And I would actually say that as an engineer, I use more of my engineering skills in the crypto and blockchain industry, or rather in those applications that we, uh, we're creating, than I ever did in engineering. So if there's anything I can say to the students of today, for example, you may choose a career path in school. And you may follow that for a while, but there's nothing stopping you from moving into other industries that interest you over time. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that you, I, I met you at the Blockchain Africa conference, and one of the speakers there was from Kenya, and he spoke about a blockchain system that he introduced where you can basically dump your health data onto the blockchain. Interesting stats around that and why he came up with a solution is that uh, when you're moving around the world or you go to a hospital, you go to a new doctor, you spend, you know, probably the first 45 minutes of that uh, engagement or that consultation just updating the doctor on what medicines, what illnesses, etc., where you previously had treatment. If that is on the blockchain and you can go then to a new doctor, he's straight away got the, got the whole history, and it's an accurate history, because oftentimes, you know, well, what, what medicines were you given for that condition that you have? Well, you can't remember, they've got impossible names. Um, so you are starting to see some fascinating instances, because what is the blockchain but a database, and it's, it's immutable, cannot be changed, and it's, it's available no matter where you are in the world. It's not sitting, it doesn't belong to Discovery Health or to whoever it is that you might have medical aid with, right? Correct. So there are opportunities right across like that in all different sectors of the, the economy. Yes, and I agree, there's a tremendous amount of research going into the applications of blockchain technology across all these industries. Healthcare is a curious one to me because it involves a tremendous amount of data that is being stored. And that's not necessarily one of the best applications of blockchain technology. But that being said, the transparency that a blockchain can give is has incredible opportunity and or benefits to society. I must temper that though, because do you really want all your information available in the public domain? So there are certain levels of privacy that you do need to incorporate into the data that we store there. And going back to that example. But you can do that. You can do that, yes. Y you can, um, you it, can say that this is for my eyes only, this is for you know, the hospital, the doctor, whatever. You yeah, can it, limit access. It depends on how it's implemented. And a lot of the time, I mean, if I go back to the example of academic certificates, you don't store the certificates on the blockchain you would store what is known as the hash. It's technically the digital fingerprint of that document. 
And that allows you to recreate the proof that it existed at a certain point in time. And going back to your point, it's immutable. So you can never change that fingerprint once it's, um, once it's anchored to a blockchain. And that is, in my opinion, similar concepts where we can implement it in healthcare. But I don't claim to be an expert in that field. So I, I wouldn't want to go into the details of it. You raise the subject of social media. That's an interesting one because a lot of the people you know, that come to us that have been caught up in scams, that's how they got hooked was through social media. It might have been Facebook or somebody sent them a WhatsApp message, TikTok, you name it. This is part of your education. Now, of course, you know, kids are, are going to be mesmerized with their Lamborghinis and the Rolex watches. And that Aren't kind of we thing. all? Yeah. So you actually go into, you start off at a very interesting gradient, and that is understanding what is money. Of course, that, that was how it all started. You have to go back to the Bitcoin, the origins of Bitcoin and the white paper, which is really an attempt to solve for the modern age this issue of what is sound money. Explain how you go about that. So we've created a curriculum that is end-to-end -end from going back to the understanding of where this technology has come from and to go into go into that a bit deeper we talk about the history of money the nuances of the current monetary system and how it has led to decentralized financial systems like bitcoin and as society develops we always need to keep implementing improvements to our financial system our healthcare etc and cryptocurrencies are possibly an evolution of the financial system in its current form that's yet to be seen, only time will tell. But moving from there, we go on to the history of the crypto industry itself. You know, talking about the 10,000 Bitcoin pizza, um, the scams that have happened, the hacks that have happened, and every event that has brought us to this point where crypto is somewhat coming into a trusted sphere in society at the moment. But that being said, it's not about the specific topics that we talk about. It's the, ob the learning objectives that we're trying to go through. Our focus is financial literacy and digital safety. And when we talk about wallets, for example, tracing transactions on a blockchain, identifying scams, we are trying to get our students to understand that when you take custody of your cryptocurrencies, you are responsible for that in such a way that you need to have backups. You need to be secure about the information that you post on the internet or on social media. And beyond that, it's about applying the technology in your life. So identifying the career opportunities, and especially for children who are at that phase where they are picking subjects, for example, for their careers one day. If you're out of school, if you are a professional, how do you enhance your career? How do you take your company forward with this technology in new product lines that you may Investigate. Well, it's uh, interesting that you mentioned that because it's a very new field. And if you look at areas like law and accounting, I'm aware of very few people who have gone through the trouble of actually studying the subject and becoming specialized in blockchain as lawyers. There are very few in South Africa as accountants who really understand that. Because if you look at the implications of blockchain from an accounting perspective, Think of audit. The usual audit is based on a sampling of transactions, maybe 1% or 2% of the transactions that you would do in a year. With a blockchain, you can have a 100% sample. Correct. 100% verified. You know, so there's, this, this is not a guess. It's not a reasonable estimate. This is absolute certainty. Yeah. And with law, 
that's a different proposition because the, it already interfaces with so many different aspects of law. You've, you've got financial laws in place like the the FISA Act, the Financial Markets Act, and things like that. And and crypto is now sort of finding its way within that realm. And the the big discussion that they're having at the moment overseas is whether Bitcoin and Ethereum are they commodities, are they currencies, or are they securities? Because the answer to that question would determine under what laws they will fall. So you can see that you're kind of having to break new ground no matter where you look in the, in this industry. Uh, but people who are studying it are the pioneers in that particular sector. Is that what you're finding? That's an interesting point. I'm not sure I can say that the people actively studying this field are the pioneers. What we're seeing is that regulators, for example, are looking to apply current laws to a new technology. And the discussion that you mentioned with the SEC deciding if it's securities or commodities or whatever, it's a difficult topic to predict the future on because regulation is important. We know that regulation needs to happen. And you might find some of the anarchists, for example, that's saying, no, we don't need any regulation at all. We need to self-regulate. But as an example, we need traffic lights to govern traffic on the roads. Similarly, we will need regulation to govern, govern the cryptocurrency industry. And there are two groups that are coming together. And in my opinion, it's a good thing. There are the groups that are applying current laws and understanding of the current systems in place. And you have new groups that are coming in and saying, we need to challenge those old standards and old ways of thinking. Bringing those two groups together, I believe will lead to great things. And the implementation of this technology across so many different aspects of our life. Talk about some of the successes that you've had. I mean, I'm quite keen to hear that, you know, people who did your course went on and pursued a career perhaps in blockchain in some aspect is there much interest from schools and corporations to learn about this are they taking it seriously there's a tremendous amount of interest and recently there's been a study in the u.s asking parents do they want their children to learn about this in school and i believe the number was sitting at around 60 percent so that's, that's a fairly decent number, to be honest. We're finding a lot more schools approaching us now and saying that, as I mentioned, kids are talking about this in school. How can you help us do something about this and bring education in the right way to these children? We're also finding companies approaching us and saying, we need to develop the skills in this industry because our clients are approaching us as, as the corporate entity and saying, is blockchain technology applicable in XYZ? So the skills drive in this industry is definitely there. I would like to think that we are at the forefront of that. And our growth has definitely been impressive because we've been working across schools in Africa. We've been talking to customers across the world. And these are all customers that phone us and or get in touch with us and say, we want to understand how this is going to affect our lives. So maybe talking about some of the things that we are proud of, we've helped numerous people avoid scams. And personally, that is one of the driving factors behind what we do, because there's a tremendous amount of wealth that is being lost in this industry, and it's retirement kind of money. And we've prevented that from happening for many people. So that's one of the things that we're proud of. We're also incredibly happy when, for example, our schools come to us and say that we have improved the communication between children and parents. Because 
this is such an interesting topic to children that they actually go home and talk to their parents about it. And when I think about myself in school, I never went home and talked to my parents about my school day. So this is a very interesting thing to us. So when it comes to the schools there, they're quite happy with that engagement that they're getting there. Okay, take us briefly through the, the curriculum. Not, you know, I'm not asking for a lesson here, but just sort of give us some of the, the headings there. I saw that you start off actually with an understanding of money, and then you under, uh, start off, you follow that with an understanding of what Bitcoin is. Correct. And Bitcoin's role in the whole financial ecosphere. Take us through some of the other modules. All right, so the history of cryptocurrencies is one of the important topics at the beginning. And that's because at the beginning of uh, this technology's development, crypto was used very much as a, as a tool for the dark web, for example. And it has since come a very long way where we're looking at your large corporations investigating the use of crypto as a financial tool, but also blockchains as a, as a tool for industry. Then we move on to the practical aspects of this industry, such as setting up your wallets, backing up your wallets, tracing transactions on blockchains. And this is incredibly important because, as you mentioned, there's, there's numerous career opportunities. And I think one of them is cybercrime because of the transparency of blockchains. And I'm not exactly sure which year this was, but there was an investigation into uh, child trafficking rings around the world. And investigating the Bitcoin blockchain was one of the methods that they used in stopping this uh, this, this child trafficking ring from, from continuing. Wow. So in my opinion, a very important aspect. Then we move on to scams, as you mentioned. There's, there's an entire module on that. We're also looking at the applications of blockchains in various industries. So in healthcare, in banking, in logistics, um, in AI, uh, self-driving cars is an interesting case there because it allows you to, to, to make payments globally. You could rent a, a car and pay for it in a different currency, for example. You don't need local currency to do it. And amongst all of these lessons, practicals, and video activity that we have, there's also quizzes. And we've actually found that the quizzes are the ones that get the most attention. We've had the best feedback on that because it reinforces the topics that are learned in the lessons. Um, and then finally, we have an exam at the end. So there is certification. And it's an interesting one because schools incorporate that exam as part of their cycle tests or their mid-year or end-of-year exams. And it's because they want to incorporate this topic as part of the school day. So we're seeing tremendous interest from that aspect. And this is all delivered online, right? It's all online, yes. Right, and, and then you, you mentioned the uh, how to detect a scam. That's that's a pretty interesting one and an, an evolving one because there's always new ways Correct. that scammers will find to yeah. save your money. And we're always updating our content because as you mentioned, the industry is constantly evolving. What kind of a person is best suited to a career in crypto and blockchain? I don't think there's any particular person that is suited to it. I believe that it is a tool that is applicable across so many different industries that whether you want to go into engineering or medicine or logistics or finance, there is a possibility of implementing this in your career. So is it something that we're all gonna be forced to interact with uh, in the very near future? Uh, it's not gonna remain marginalized as it has been for the early years of its existence? 
I would say forced is a very strong word. There's a natural progression of anything in life to to be implemented in society. And we're yet to see how far cryptocurrencies and blockchains penetrate into our daily lives. At this point in time, the hype is very much about the price. And it is seen as an investable asset at the moment, which there's nothing wrong with that. But it will, in my opinion, start to develop further over time. And again, time is yet to tell how long that's going to take. One of the big debates that's happening in the crypto space is there, there are about 15,000 cryptos in existence, you know. And if you look at that, you've got Bitcoin, Ethereum, and you, you've got Solana and Polkadot and those that occupy the top 10 or 20 spaces. One of the big use cases, of course, is stable coins. But below that, you have a lot of junk. And, you know, do they exist? And was this a, a, a bizarre sort of psychedelic trip that everybody went on for a you know, period of years, imagining that there was some value in these things? Because it seems a lot of them were launched as a way to make money for the, for the developers and the early adopters. Yeah, I agree. So are we, are we seeing this great thrashing out of um, what really is left standing with when crypto settles down? And we're left with Bitcoin and probably a few others. What do you think? So, yes, there's a lot of opportunistic projects out there. And it's taking advantage of the hype of cryptocurrencies and the price movements that are going on. But every time we go through a bull cycle, a, uh, a bear cycle, we start seeing new projects come about and poor projects die away. And over time, this is promoting things like regulation to happen, which will make, in my opinion, the industry a lot more resilient to the problems of society, but also resilient against the scams that are appearing all the time. Yeah, so I believe that over time, we're going to start seeing this, this technology implemented in a way that benefits society as a whole not create opportunities where money is to be made, money is to be lost. There's, there's more to it than that. All right, final question. How do people get in touch with you? Yes, they can get in touch with us by visiting our website, coinedschool.com. That's C-O-I-N-E-D.com. Coinedschool.com. Coinedschool.com. Yeah, or they could email us, hello at coinedschool.com. Uh, we're always in touch. We're available to chat on our website and Again, our, our content is for all ages. So whether you're a professional or parent, um, teacher, a student, you want to learn about this industry, please. And it's 10 modules, right? Correct. Uh, how many hours is that in total? It's roughly 10 hours. It's, uh, it depends. You know, individuals might complete it quicker, whereas a school might implement it according to their lessons. So maybe 30 minutes at a time. And that might extend it. And when it comes to schools, we also implement a bit of project work as well. Kriyan Singh, co-founder of CoinEd. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, hosted by Kieran Ryan. To listen to our other podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.